So as I'm sure you gathered from the title of this episode, this isn't a typical cultish episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. But wait, don't leave me. Um, my good friend, Devon Martinez, was kind enough to drop in. He has a background in the fitness industry. And because of the times we're living in with the pandemic, with food services on the rise, with our gyms closed, I thought now would be a good time to hear from someone who's got some knowledge in that arena and can share it with the rest of us. Again, this is a selfish thing for me uh, because it's something that I need help with. And I thought maybe some of you might enjoy hearing from Devon and getting some tips. He breaks down myths from the fitness industry. He walks us through how to stay fit during the pandemic. Perfect timing. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast. I had a lot of fun filming it. Check out I Am Symphony on all networks. That's my friend Devon's handle. Also, I was actually a guest on his podcast, Another Casual Podcast. And we had a great time. We talked religion, talked a lot of fun stuff. So if you're interested in checking out that episode, it's on all your favorite podcast networks. And we'll also link it up on what networks we can hear for you. Anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Not Your Mother's Podcast with my friend, Devon. My name's Stuart. This is my friend Devon, and this is the Not Your Mother's Podcast. Cheers. All right. I got some chocolate milk. Delicious. Devon has, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you've just started a podcast, right? Yeah. I've recorded podcasts in the past, right. but not really put them out. They're just kind awesome. of random things I did yeah. just recently. Awesome. So I want you to, I, I, I always like to start uh, when I have a brand new uh, guest on, I like to start with how we kind of met or our first impression of one another. I, I, that's fun for me. I don't, I hope that my audience likes it, but if they don't, I really don't care because this, this is for me right now. So um, let's talk about that. And then I want you, I want to hear about uh, what you're doing in the digital space, you know, let people know where they can find you and what you're up to. But first, I think if I'm getting this right, and actually, Emma was the second, the second, the very second guest I ever had on my podcast. We were uh, working for the same company at the time. And um, so I had her on for a couple of episodes. And But I think Emma Valdez is how me and you met. Is that correct? Does that sound right? Yeah, 100%. We, okay. It was through Emma digitally. So right. we digitally first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all, it's all connected over the internet, not yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then me and you met face-to-face when um, a friend of mine, a former client, a, a great person still a good friend uh shane Faison of fight tips was doing his i feel like it's the one was it his million or billion i think it was one million million yeah he hit his million subscribers for youtube so he had i think it's called youtube space la they had a party for him and uh, we had you come down for that because you are a youtube creator so that was when we finally met face to face and it wasn't a very good meeting then either because i was running around doing shit for shane which I'm grateful. I enjoyed it. It's a fun experience, but like, it was like, hi, how are you? All right. Now I got to go over here and do this shit and hand out these wristbands. <laughs> it was fun though. I was glad that we were able to finally I swear, uh, connect. I'm not even just doing this for the sake of the podcast. I was uh, actually, oh, I was just using the gloves earlier. No shit. Hell, oh yeah, that's right. We, we were doing, we were giving away hypnotics. I forgot about that. Yeah, so, dude. They're, totally heck heck comfortable. That. Heck yeah, they're comfortable. Heck of comfortable gloves. They're good gloves. I don't know if he still works with them. Oh, no, he doesn't because he's got his own hybrid gloves now. He's got his own oh, okay. product line. Yeah, which it might be. I don't know if it's a, you know, hypnotic makes it and he throws his label on it. I see, I, I see, is, yeah. Though. Yeah, it might be, but I, I'm not sure. But he's got everything now. He's got hand wraps and all that shit. All right, anyways, enough of that. Uh, <laughs> talk to me about yourself for a little bit. Tell me where uh, I believe your username on most platforms is I am Symphony. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to, and where we can find you? Yeah, so my username is me on like everything. 
I've had that since uh, I think even Exango. If any of you know what Exango was, it's like an old blog site. Yeah, it's it was right before MySpace, and it was just a blog site. Yeah, it was just a blog site that people uh, created and customized with HTML and crap like that. So everyone at my junior high had it. So I've had it. I've had it. I had the username for a while, Um, but uh, you know, I I don't even like to call myself a content creator. I am, but it's more so like I think I just document my life whether it's like daily stuff and broad and high level like that or down to like the micro like i'm only going to do skincare videos for like a month or right this week i'm i just like talking about fighting on facebook so it's very uh off the wall but the consistency is that like i i think i just put my opinion out there maybe a little bit too often but yeah yeah, whatever it is what it is yeah (laughs) so i just document uh what i what i'm thinking what i'm doing I think that thinks that sums everything up the most. Um, I do a lot of collaborations with different uh, uh, different content creators that I might be like featured on their show, this and that. Honestly, too much stuff to name. I I just love creating content. I <laughs> like awesome. putting stuff on the internet, getting it out there. And yeah, hell yeah, that's dope. So I am Symphony. We can find you. I think you have a pretty big following on YouTube, as far as I know. Uh, I think you posted today. I think you're up over fifty. Am I right about that or no? No, I'm at uh, I'm at I'm at thirty. I'm gonna be right at thirty five thousand. But I'm getting some good engagement for 35,000. Some of my videos are getting some play. (laughs) Yeah. I think this podcast has like 100 or something. (laughs) Maybe 200. Not foul. Just That's good, man. (laughs) It's more than than my podcast has. Oh, whatever. You just started it. Give it time. Um, But I I have. I've enjoyed your content a lot. Um, I I don't know if you'll agree with this. uh, And I think you're a humble guy, so you you may not. Which you might. There is – I've watched – I haven't want to be honest. I haven't watched all or even anything more recent as far as vlogs that you've put out, but that your vlog type content to me has obviously, you know, it's not the production quality. Let's be honest of, of uh, Casey, but it has that nice, that kind of um, indelible quality when you put the music into it, drone shit into it and the personability of it. Like that is, I would, I would compare it to that. Like as far as the content I've, you, I've seen you put out and I'm not trying to, up or down anything <laughs> no 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 uh, we know casey's the man but like that <laughs> yeah of course if you like casey i think you'd enjoy seeing devon's video content um it has a similar kind of vibe to it so i, I like that shit yeah he 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 does a really good job of storyboarding like yes like and he kind of has the template for or the way that you would storyboard like a vlog on youtube because he's just like mm-hmm. the godfather of it you know so <laughs> funny yeah because he's always watching no shit. seriously <laughs> seriously man but yeah, yeah, they're they're pretty closely related to that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, they're just Hell all yeah. over the place. It's I I, I don't yeah. take my content too seriously. That like if it doesn't look perfect, I'm like, I don't even care. I'm Here gonna make a hundred more videos after right. this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I, in my opinion, in the digital space, that's wise because you're not getting too caught up on bullshit. You're not getting too. You're not letting it slow you down. You know, and no, like you said, just creating is huge. And and that's the thing. Um, if I remember right, I don't have all of Casey's story, especially chronologically correct, but I think his big initial break was with HBO. I think him and his brother did something with HBO. Yeah. And then the internet break for him, if I'm, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think his internet break was the bicycling outside of your lane video. And that's not a good video. <laughs> if no. you look at his other shit, that's not good. Like, that's, No. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is too, like, okay, so like production wise, it's not his best at all, but my opinion on like what's good has shifted so much, especially over the last like yeah. three years after just putting out as much stuff on YouTube as I could mm-hmm. that like good for me now, very subjective to each person. So, and I don't mean yeah. that from a quality sense. I just mean like nope. if your goal is to get a lot of views, good means like 
good means something different to like Logan Paul than it might yeah. mean to like yes. Casey Neistat, for example. Clearly it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Casey's not going to that forest. All right, let me uh, get, oh off <laughs> get off that subject before I get myself in trouble. Um, so this is something interesting that um, I did not know about uh, Devon at the since we've known each other until I listened to his podcast. I didn't know. I know that you practice jujitsu. You know, I know I've seen your vlogs. We've, we've talked about a lot of different things when it comes to digital marketing. And I know that we, you know, both work in that space to some extent, but um, also, sorry, quick plug. I don't know why I have, I not said this. I was on Devon's podcast. Yeah, I did say that. I think I said that, yeah. <laughs> but he let me, he was gracious enough to let me be a guest uh, one of his first guests on his podcast. So thank you for letting me do that. You guys uh, will link this up in the comments or wherever we're at, but called another casual podcast did i get it right 100 percent. got it spot on <laughs> that would suck if i got it wrong um but yeah let me be on this podcast another casual podcast and we had a, we had a for me at least because you let me talk a lot and i love talking clearly or i wouldn't have a podcast um but he let me talk a lot about um religion and god and morality and that is a subject that i'm very interested in but usually i'm the one asking the questions or reading the comments or reading the books to actually sit down and have someone say, what do you think about this? Talk to me about, you know, your thoughts or whatever, like, oh shit. And there were definitely several oh shit moments where I did not <laughs> have an answer, which was awesome. I loved it. So uh, you guys go check that out if you want to see kind of a different side of me or hear me not just shitting on religion for an hour like I usually do. You guys might like that. Um, okay, so I learned about Devon from his podcast. I learned about you that you were a personal trainer. So I don't know exactly when this episode that we're filming right now is going to drop. I'm hoping I can drop it within the next couple of weeks because I think that the content we're going to discuss will be kind of relevant to what we're all going through. The gyms are closed for the most part. I know there are a few that have taken precautions and are open, but for the most part, your gym is closed um, and, you know, getting, fin figuring out how to stay fit or stay healthy, stay active has become challenging. You're, you're outside. Some places you're supposed to wear a mask, some places not. Some people just want to be extra cautious and wear masks. Either way, that can inhibit your exercise greatly. You've got something covering your nose and your mouth. So I'm not going to try to really navigate how to work out with a mask on. I don't think we'll go over that today, but I do want to find out, kind of get some tips and tricks from an actual personal trainer who knows this shit. Um, I am currently uh, probably a month ago is at my heaviest. I got up to 221 and now I'm currently I was doing really good <laughs> until a couple of days ago and I had a little bit of relapse with some whiskey and some pizza and now <laughs> I got to get back on track. So, um, but I've, I've done, I've been happy with my, my green intake and getting a lot more exercise, nowhere near what I was doing when I was, you know, had a lot lower um, weight, but that metabolism, the older you get, or at least some of us in general, it just fucking declines. That's what I've heard. Is, I've heard this. this. So, um, I want to, can you, just because I want to kind of, the people to get to know you and kind of feel out who you are and, and what you know a little bit, can you tell me a little bit about your background as a personal trainer, maybe what inspired you to do it, and um, I don't know, what inspired you to do it, and uh, did you did you even like it, I guess, <laughs> <Jeez. Good> questions. <laughs> yeah, so like, I, as far as what inspired me to do it, it was a mix of a few, well, so like, okay, I was active my whole life just from playing sports, like, you know, right. just randomly, you know, as a kid. And then um, one summer, well, what happened was this, all my friends played football in high school mm -hmm. and I didn't play football, obviously. I was built to play football right. and they <laughs> were, fighting. yeah, seriously. <laughs> and they were getting into uh, like just lifting weights 
and uh, mm-hmm. over the summer and working out with the team. And then when the when that stopped, they my friend Brian Calderon he bought a bench press in his backyard. So like I went over there and I just started lifting weights with them. And I was like 15, 16 years nice. old. And uh, but we were just bench pressing and curling. That's all we were doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at that age, like you know, you're not trying to lose a bunch of weight. Most oh of yeah, you're trying to put on a shitload of muscle. You're just well, how much can I do? No, seriously, you're basically on steroids at that yeah. point. Your hormone <laughs> levels, you're basically on steroids. Seriously. Yeah, just- <laughs> Yeah, so, that's about right. So I asked my dad when I was like 16, if I was like, if he can get me some creatine and he bought me the Celtex <laughs> stuff. And oh, like, shit. Yeah. And I, and I remember just like eating whatever I wanted, <laughs> yeah, like everything yeah. and just taking Celtic in the morning and, and at night and it basically bloats you up for a little bit. I gained like 15 pounds. Like, I don't know how oh, fast, but, but anyways, that, that's how I, that's how I got into working out. I just kind of like stayed consistent with that throughout high school, which is kind of weird because my friends, if they didn't play sports, they didn't lift weights or anything like that but i mean i lift weights when i wrestled and stuff like that but yeah. i was i was pretty much year round just lifting weights and i was just enjoyed doing it um but i didn't really look into it that much and then after high school i had a bunch of just crappy jobs like you do at like coffee mm-hmm. shops pizza pizza shops and different things like that and um there was i i i got fired from one job and I remember thinking, like, I know all this stuff about exercising. And I'm, like, obsessive. I was studying yeah. a lot of physiology and, and just getting as in-depth and bio as I could. So I knew a lot about the human body in general, not even necessarily about, um, like, I don't know, typical bro science that you see on workout, right. like workout forums. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was, your like – own bodybuilding.com, I guess. Exactly, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, I uh, – my cousins had a jiu-jitsu gym and I was like, I'm going to be a personal trainer out of there. So I started charging yeah. a little bit of money to do that. And then like two or three months into that, um, there was an opening in a little club, a private fitness club here in town for a personal trainer job. And I went and I interviewed and I got it. And then like long story short, like for the first month I had no clients, but I, I was, I really knew what I was talking about a lot of experience working out and I, understood the human body and i just got good at sales and yeah, yeah. so i loaded up clients and yep. i was working like 12 13 14 hour days just clients oh, back shit. to back to back stacking clients like Damn. like i do it was it was crazy non-stop no lunch but again that's the obsessive you're just you know yeah you're, you're there to work yeah. and you're happy no seriously and uh so i did that for random part of the story not to toot yeah. my own horn but like <laughs> i was good. like i'm like 21 22 at this point yeah and they were going to offer me like a fitness manager. Like I was basically going to be a manager of per, like a bunch of personal trainers. And right. I'm like 20, cause I was just a beast at selling. Yep. And um, they told me I was going to get this job. And then all of a sudden some like funny stuff happened behind the mm. scenes where like, I just didn't get it, but it was cause like shady stuff, not yep. like super shady, but whatever. Yeah, it's a and, gym. Uh, shady yeah stuff exactly. <laughs> so like I, I basically, I, I quit because I had a bunch of job offers to work at other private studios nice. and uh they, I didn't get to bring any of my clients with me, of course, because all the stuff. And then I go, I go to a private studio for like three or four years. I basically did that until I just didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't love it. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I loved it, but it wasn't like the thing I was passionate about. But then right. now that I'm not doing it, I really miss it. Yeah, I can imagine. You know yeah. like, well, I do, especially if you did it for that long. You know what I mean? Like you get, it's a grown, com- or a grown. I don't know what that's the right word, but like you grow into being comfortable with it, and. Uh, it's, especially if you're good at it, you know, if you excel at it, like, of course, there's going to be some kind of yearning to go back to like, yeah, I'm really good at this shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nice. 100%. And plus, in my opinion, when you go from a and whether it's, you know, personal training, or like, 
just like for me, like the last job that I had that was really manual physical labor, I worked at Walmart and I was an unloader in the, in the back room, which, and I've done shipping before in college and a lot of shipping, but like, that's what I did. Like uh, by hand, unloading these fucking trucks and I will never miss that job, <laughs> but I do miss sometimes like, cause I'm sedentary all day. Like I sit here all day in front of a computer typing shit and then, or on a phone. And, and now there's no, like, I got to make myself go outside or do something inside. Like that's a big departure too. Oh yeah, dude. Like the fact like I, for, from the time I was obviously in high school, I didn't really pay for a gym membership. And then I worked at gyms for like seven, eight years. So I never paid a gym membership. You take for granted the fact that you're re-racking <laughs> yeah, yeah. like hundreds of pounds, sometimes like a, a, in total, like at least a thousand pounds of yeah, weights dude. every single day. And like, that's, uh, that's just in between workouts. So it's like, I work out on my lunch. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's, you take, I took for granted so much how yeah. like active I was just being in a gym. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, it's just, and it's huge, like, at least for me, like, then leaving that, my physical, you know, my physical shape just went, like, I was out the window within months, like, I haven't been in good physical, and it wasn't, again, I wasn't working at a gym, but I was on my feet, moving boxes all day, and then when that sure. stopped, I didn't think, like, oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> you're getting vastly less exercise, I was like, no, I'm just doing a different job, but no, it's, it's a big departure, for sure. What would you say, obviously, there's office politics, and shit like that, anywhere yeah. you go, um, but what, and, and if that's the answer, cool, but I am curious cause what would you, let's see, I'm kind of trying to, I'd suck at math. Like, what are we looking at? Five or six years of doing that, you know, you know, for, uh, for yourself or for a business um, or is it longer? No, about seven, eight. I seven, think I eight, stopped. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I started when I was like 18 and I Shit. stopped doing that at like 24, like maybe like a couple months before my 25th birthday. Damn. I remember okay. cause the, yeah. Oh yeah. You would remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh shit. So what would you say if it's a few things, that's cool. But what was a big surprise to you working in that field, whether it has to do with other people, other professionals you're working with or your clients, it could be something terrible or funny or just dumb. I don't know. But what would you say was a big surprise to you uh, working in that field? And, well, from a business perspective, yeah. it was like, dude, like it's, it's so weird. This is embedded with me forever, no matter what type of industry you work in. But I remember even at 21, 22 years old, were willing to give me, I mean, even though it was going yeah. to the gym, they're willing to pay me money. And it's, it's weird. Like, dude, like if you can make someone feel comfortable, like in, um, and letting them know that you care about their money, which sounds yeah. weird. If you can no, let them know that sense. you care about them spending their money and make them feel comfortable about it, dude, like you can kind of sell them anything. And I think that's what was like, made me go crazy and like just want to be obsessive with just getting new clients because i was like man yeah. all i have to do is just tell these people the truth yeah. and then if they feel comfortable and i can make them feel comfortable about spending that number then like dude i, I it literally made me feel like i could sell anything yeah, honestly yeah i get that and i'm a very shitty salesman i'll tell you that right now <laughs> i am not good but my first gig leaving walmart was a sales job i was an opener on a call floor and I had done call center work through college. If when I was in college, I was either on a dock where it was really cold unloading or loading trucks, or I was on a call center sales floor at a company yeah. called Americall trying to sell people discover cards, which I sucked at and phone sales is terrible. But when I got, when I, my first, before I, I, I was selling Google AdWords campaigns and then I got moved finally to the back end and I was able to work um, provisioning them, setting them up and all that shit. 
but I was an opener first and then they tried to make me a closer and I was like, I don't want to do this. You got to get me something else. I, I can't, the stress is too much. I hate it. The re the payoff and the reward is I think for sales, especially when you can do something that's a larger ticket is fucking, that's an incredible feeling. But I, for me, the risk and reward, I can't, <laughs> I can't handle it. Um, but I feel you on sales when you find a technique that works or something that works like, Oh my God. But, and that makes perfect sense. Like telling people, you know, having an actual conversation. That was my, the, the call center manager's name, Scott Kirkpatrick. He's a, he's a whiz at that shit. And he wasn't scamming people. He was just, he was just listening to their needs and helping them understand how we can fulfill them. Yeah. Well, so it's like, okay, so I'm not old, but I'm, I'm relatively, I'm 30 years old. Right. So 21 is like nine years ago or so yeah, nine years ago, the 21 year old on the internet hears like, a million times a day like you can sell this you can do that he sees all kinds of this entrepreneurial fake like yeah. bs stuff you yeah know what I mean? dude. whereas me at 21 the average 21 year old back then right you don't know that like you, you really don't know how to make money at all i like i remember thinking like McDonald's. i'd never had a real job before i mean i'd had jobs but like you know again like coffee shops pizza shop yeah. i worked in like an embroidery factory for a little bit right nothing like real so when i was like actually talking to people and convincing them selling them like these packages i was like i was just shocked that was the most shocking thing for me i was like you can make money just doing this like you just talk to you can talk to people make them feel comfortable they're going to give you money this is yeah, the craziest that's nuts mind-blowing yeah. yeah which sounds funny and naive but yeah that was the one thing that surprised me the most from like um a health perspective yeah um or not even I, from a health perspective, I think a lot of it was how embarrassed people are about asking questions. And I don't know if that's relevant today because the internet's so. I don't know. I think it is. Is it? Is it like? I that? think. I think it's so. From someone who has, I have hired a personal trainer in the past. I didn't fire him. He, but he still owes me two hundred bucks because I didn't. I never finished. Um, and when I, I've gone through weight loss and gain in the last three years couple times and that all was me it wasn't because and i'm not trying to hear personal trainers suck no i'm not saying that at all personal trainers are hugely helpful but i got i just got the wrong one i got nothing against the guy we just didn't mesh yeah um and i and i didn't make it a priority that was a big thing for okay, me like yeah. i i um i showed up when i showed up and i ate what i ate so I wasn't really, I wasn't really, I was, when I was with him, I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do yeah. And then, then when I would leave, it just all went to shit. So, yeah, okay, yeah. fine. It's my fault. Right. It's my fault. Fuck. Um, but, but uh, I, I still think that like me personally, even though I've done the weight loss and gain, um, I still feel like reaching out and asking someone, Hey, you know, is this going to work for me? Will that, you know, is this going to mess me up? Like I'm still, I still feel weird asking those questions, even though I've had a personal trainer. I know people not unlike yourself that are, that are fit, that know how to handle this. I still feel embarrassed asking that. So at least for me, <laughs> and I've been a part of each of these worlds, I'd say that's still a, a you know, a thing. So, so it's kind of nice to know that I'm not alone in that. And also that, you know, you as a personal trainer are saying like, Hey, it's not, you know, it's not uncommon. Yeah, that, that's like, so now I'm having like flashbacks of like conversations <laughs> I had with like potential clients. Like a lot of those, not even just sales calls, but or sales meetings or appointments. Some of the things that I remember or a lot of the things I remember was me having to not necessarily pry, but I had to set up a conversation that allowed uh, some of the older women like to feel comfortable enough to like sit down and ask the questions they really wanted to ask. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that was thinking back to it 
I would be like, I wouldn't even get frustrated, but I remember thinking like, okay, how am I going to be able to ask, how am I going to be able to present a scenario in the conversation that is going to let this person feel like, I guess, vulnerable enough to yeah. ask me questions that they really want to know? Because that's the only way I could, I could really either help, help them. them out or, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay, so I, I like these answers. I don't want to keep you from any more of them if you have more, but I like no, these no. great answers. And I think these are helpful answers now, that second one, especially for every, anyone that's listening to this, that, that this could impact or be helpful for, like, hey, so it's okay to ask a question oh, yeah. that might sound weird or funny, but like this person, personal trainer or, you know, whoever is here to help you if you're not giving them all the information. It's kind of, would you compare it? I don't know if it, this isn't the right comparison, but it's too late. I'm already going here. Have you watched House? No, but I heard okay. that was great. It's like, that was like 10 years ago, right? I heard yeah, it was yeah, great. It was great. But the, the principle that comes up in there a lot is people come into the emergency room uh, or wherever he is as a doctor. He was in a mm. clinic, worked in a clinic for a little bit in the same hospital. And um, they never, you know, people come in with weird rashes and shit and they don't want to tell where they went or what they did. And he's yeah. constantly saying, you can't, you can't lie to me. Like, I'm the <laughs> doctor. I'm trying to help you. And I know this is, that's a more extreme example, but would you find comparison there in not necessarily like saying calling people liars, but saying like, you don't want to tell the whole truth or you don't want to talk that much about your issues or what you really want to fix or solve because it's kind of embarrassing. So you him haul around it. Whereas if you would get straight to like, look, I am tired of my gut. What do I do? What can I do? You know, or whatever it is, like my thighs, my whatever, like, what can I do to fix it? Does that kind of relate? Does that make a little bit of 100%. sense? percent. Okay. It's a perfect comparison, actually. Perfect comparison. That's actually, it's funny that you say that because so that's, that's a utility that you need to be able to get the answers from somebody to help yeah. them because you know, they need to ask the right questions and feel yep. okay enough doing it. But also, that's like a, I don't mean to sound slimy when I say it, but that's kind of <laughs> like a sales tactic too. Yeah. Because dude, like, so one of the things I would do with people would be like, and I still do this today, like honestly. That's and awesome. uh, I, I, I would say something like along the lines of, if someone didn't want to answer something, I might imply something and I might go in the general direction saying something like, well, listen, even if you don't choose me, even if you don't want to end up working with me, these are questions you might want to ask a personal trader later on down in the, the line, if you're going to shop around so that, you know, you know, they really know what they're talking about. I do that. Yeah. I do that today, even with you know, <laughs> not personal training. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But, good, yeah. yeah. I like it though. It's like you said, a mechanic, a tactic, it makes sense. It works because again, that reinforces like, Hey, I care about you as a person. I'm trying to help you. So even if you're not going to spend money with me, let me help you. Yeah, and yeah, to yeah. me, I think that helps build trust and get people to say, but I want to spend money with you now. <laughs> and I don't have the same tactic and I don't even, I don't really do sales. If I sell anything, it's myself or my services here. Yeah, and there. Yeah. But like, that is something that I have, I'm not great at, but I try to put people in a first or in a place where I'm like, Hey, look, I'm just trying to help you. If it works out in a relationship where I can make you money and you can spend money with me and pay me money to help you make more money. Cool. If it doesn't, that's fine but let's get, you know, let's get to the root of the problem or let's, you know, what are you yeah, trying to accomplish yeah. kind of thing? I always felt like I could like genuinely like, especially training. I, I, I thought about this, like I always thought I could genuinely help everybody that I sat down with. It's like, I know what I'm talking about. Right. So I never felt guilty. Like I, I literally was like, I will do anything in my head to get this person to work out with me because number one, I make money, but then number two, I'm actually going to help them. Right. And I couldn't feel guilty about it because I was like, well, even, no matter what they pay me, like I, I will say anything to get them to work out with me because they are going to do better 
working out with me than working out by themselves. You know yeah, hundred percent. I mean? You're going to improve their quality of life. Exactly. It's, it's a gimme. Okay, so this is I'm giving you the clickbaity questions. We'll get to the real good ones here <laughs> eventually, but um, and I know there's been videos about this. I don't know if you've seen it, and I know there was one that went pretty viral. But um, what are the most or one or is the most annoying gym type? Whether it's a gym rat or someone that comes in that doesn't know anything about the gym, whatever it is, do you have a? Are you willing to uh, divulge that information? To oh us? yeah, dude. <laughs> it, it's gonna sound like universal, but and it, okay. it might sound cliche, but it, I think I want to touch on it. Just I'm gonna. It's for the gym, but you might be able to relate in any arena. Yeah. I I hate the Instagram archetype of any space that you are in. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Not you, yeah. but I mean like no, anything. No, I so get like, it. If I go into like a gym where there's you know weights and i see some guy wearing like all this gym shark stuff and he's just like shredded and juiced to the gills i don't care if he's on the steroids i don't care yeah it's whatever i'm just saying this for cinematic effect yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I get it i've seen yeah. that guy a lot <laughs> and uh and and they just they if you are not a regular at that gym they walk around like territory and it's their place yeah eye you down and i like it, it bothers me so much not because it's like an alpha male thing it's just more like man, I'm just here trying to work out. Like yeah. you, there's some guys that will walk up and they're like, they'll step, not step to you. Like they want to fight you, but it's annoying. You be on something for five minutes and they're like, Hey, how many more sets do you got? Yeah. And if you don't turn directly to them, look at the eyes and be like, I just started They're They're going to sit there and they might walk back up every 10 minutes or stare at you, make you feel uncomfortable. Try to make most people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Not me. Not me. But <laughs> <laughs> never, never. Yeah. Dude, I get so frustrated. Yeah. That, that's probably the worst. And like, I think there's a lot of cliches that come with it, not to complain about all the stuff that we see, but the archetype of what, wherever you're at, the Instagram archetype of wherever yeah. arena you're in. The in, the influencer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or want to be or right, whatever. Right. Trying, right. trying real hard. Yeah. yeah I got yeah. you. Yeah. What is uh, Jim Gaffigan has a bit about the people that are just super fit at the gym. He's like, what are you, you're done. What are you doing here? Go home. You're fit. You're finished. You look great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that I'm, I'm with you there. And I think I've gotten lucky. Of course, the gym I go to is closed. Um, or I have gone to, I should say, is closed. But uh, we don't, I haven't seen a whole lot of either. I'm missing those. I've seen them, but it's super rare. Um, they're actually, the, there's one, there's actually, it's a crunch gym. And there is one, he's a personal trainer. And there's one guy, but he's, he works for the gym. So I don't know why he would <laughs> work for the gym and be that way, but whatever. But you I can what? think of him right now. You know what else pisses me off is this uh, is random. The the dudes <laughs> that they go to the gym and work out with their girlfriend, and when they walk around with her, they dog everybody like yeah. we're all staring at her. I hate that. It's like, dude, I'm not looking at your. None of us are looking at your girl. Maybe but they, on, maybe some guys in the background are, but not me. Like, but, but on the other side of that, let's be real. If she's wearing, if she's wearing Jim Shark, and she's and, and it's booty shorts, and I'm, again, I'm of not. Course. To, here we go. I'm gonna get myself in trouble, right? You can't talk about women that way. I am not trying to be demeaning. She decided to put those clothes on. Good for her. Good for me. I got to see her in those clothes. Yeah. So like, bro, you, what? She put, you were, were you not with her? You guys probably <laughs> live together in your mom's basement. So yeah, you were together when she put that on and you're mad at me. <laughs> she, no, no. No, that is true. It's very true. It's very So true. I'm with you. I've been in both places. She's clearly your girl, but this is how she's dressed. It caught my eye. Or, I don't care. I'm not looking at her. Fuck off. Either way, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. That's one of the dudes I hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. That guy's an asshole. I hate that douchebag. All right. So, <laughs> let me get... Now that's the fun stuff. Let's get to the nitty gritty. And I want to say, um, just kind of as a disclaimer, 
I asked, and another disclaimer, I've been pronouncing your name incorrectly for years now. That's good to know. No. Devin, you said Devin. And then no, I, dude, it's I, both. <laughs> it's both. No one calls, you know, Whatever, no one dude. calls me. I promise, dude. I'm not, let me tell you this. Though, okay. <laughs> at, a, at a client, uh, there's a client that I had that I would meet, and they asked me the same thing. Everybody in my family calls me something different. Everybody. <laughs> dude, I'm not joking. My Funny. mom calls me Dev. My dad calls me Vaughn. My brother calls me D. Half of my friends, like my Indian friends, for example, yeah. they all call me Devon. Right. Like when I go into work meetings, a lot of the times, however they pronounce it, I, I go with it. that. And, and majority <laughs> of the time, they call me Devon. You know That's what I mean? Funny. Like everyone I date, nobody ever calls you by name anyway. They're always no, like, oh, uh, babe name, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So it's like, dude, like my name, it's it's so all over the place. On okay. <laughs> I feel better. Honestly, yeah, I feel honestly, better. Yeah. But you said something earlier. You said, uh, Devin and I was like, "Fuck!" Like hey, we, I said his name wrong on his own podcast. I said it wrong to intro it. <laughs> no, not so, dude, so my buddy, my buddy that I've known for like 15 years yeah. called me uh, the other day, and he called me Devon forever since we were in yeah. high school. You know what I mean? So there is no right okay. or wrong. All right, way, right, all right, all right. I feel much better, but I had to point that out. Okay, but I do want to say this also as an actual disclaimer. Um, before we decided to do this podcast, before we kind of figured out what subject you wanted to talk about, I did ask. Devin, Dev, Devon, Babe, how, whatever you want to call him. I, I asked, I asked my friend here. I was, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I just dude and bro him the rest of the podcast, and then I don't have to go over that we've said his name differently. But whatever, I did it. So uh, I did ask uh, Devon um, because you've done uh, uh, personal training for so long. Are you okay with me kind of pummeling you with some real common questions, but questions that I think will help a lot of people? Is that okay? Just because, you know, I don't know if you have clients or if this is proprietary knowledge or something that you're okay sharing. And he said, you know, of course said, Hey man, ask me whatever we're, I want to, you know, I think this can be really helpful for people, especially right now with us all being kind of locked away to some extent. So hundred percent. I'm grateful that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, So how important, so this is something that I want to give just a little smidgen of my thought and then you run with it. Um, But I had, I've been, I was doing, um, was doing well losing weight and like I said I got a little bit of a setback but I, I was going really hard with just um, just lean meat and greens and getting in just more exercise than usual every day and I felt good I felt sore but I felt good and then I had I had my kid and we had to do a bunch of homework and I had an off day so I didn't I didn't eat bad but I took a break I didn't eat as good and I took a break from working out and then the next day I was like oh my god like I feel really good because I was kind of going through this with me I'm just balls to the wall as hard as I can I'm not taking any breaks I'm going to lose that first 10 15 pounds and then I'll kind of try to build on that or whatever and and after having that accidental rest day and again I want you to tell me like no man you're full of shit you shouldn't have taken a break or tell which whatever whatever way it needs to go but my question is I did not my before my question I felt better definitely and I feel like after that I had better workouts and uh, better diet but how important, if at all, and I know it varies for everyone from, you know, your chemistry, your makeup, all that, but how important, if at all, is rest day and cheat meals? What, what role do those play and how important are they? Is it universal or is it kind of like, eh, that answer is different for everyone? I'll go with the workouts first. So mm-hmm. it's definitely universal. Okay. Rest, is, rest is, I won't say more important, but just as important as like working out and the exercises that you're doing, right? So it's not as multidimensional, right? You just need to sleep enough. Obviously not as multidimensional as like working out. It's as simple as you need to sleep enough, you know, obviously making sure you're getting all the food and everything in, but 
sure. as long as you sleep enough and you and you aren't overtraining, that's the main thing. The reason you want to have rest be so emphasized is because when you don't get that time to recover, you're not giving your bodies you're not giving your body time for its hormones to ramp up to their optimal levels. And that's going to literate, like that's how your whole body functions. That's how you like that, that those are the catalysts that trigger everything to have your body, especially in men to have your body rebuild a self-help. So, so like, for example, when you sleep, those are your optimal levels of, um, of what would you say? Uh, cholesterol. Like, okay. So let me explain it like this. Okay. Cholesterol is the mother of all hormones, right? Okay. The things that come from there are estrogen and testosterone gotcha. and depending on if you're a man or a woman you're going to go in one direction more than the other so sure. since you're since you're a man every night that you sleep you need to have those you need to go to sleep because those hormones need to be to optimal levels so that testosterone can convert into nandrolone to help you build muscle dht so that you keep growing hair um like all it needs to convert into all these different things yeah. so that you can have all the benefit of your workouts because if you just work out hard and you don't get enough rest your body's not going to respond in the right way to really give you all the uh benefits that you should that you're trying to reap i've never heard it explained that thoroughly that makes sense i have heard a little bit about you know the recharge and making sure that you get enough sleep but to have to hear it explained down to that level as far as like hey this this is actually why your body's if i'm the layman's term for me would be your body's kind of recharging and rebuilding mm-hmm. itself 100%. back to its optimal levels. And if you're not letting it do that, then you're robbing yourself of a better workout the next day. Yeah. 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 You need to allow all those hormones to, to basically like build up and so that everything can be triggered and catalyzed perfectly. Gotcha. Yeah. What about cheat meals? I'm not saying pizza, but cheat meals. <laughs> so cheat meals are fine. So, and, th- and this is, this is one thing that people have to be honest with themselves about stuff. Mm. You have to say, am I an outlier, right? So like, right. am I one of those people that can do that? And that's just kind of like genetics. You don't have a, you don't have a say over that, right? At some point you can build yourself up to maybe be that way. But okay. initially off the bat, are you one of those people that can have a cheat meal? My buddy, <laughs> if he go eats a box of donuts, he's like, dude, I'll gain like eight pounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you, you have to address that first. You know, I think that a lot of time people generally know their limits because they've gone yeah. cold turkey and you and then you go and you have three or four slices of pizza and a couple beers or whatever and you're like man i'm up four pounds the next day yeah. or, so, or you feel bloated or like, exactly. like that's me like i've had two days of just not doing almost two weeks of just again lean meat my my turkey my chicken um and not fried chicken god that sounds amazing but not fried chicken not deep fried turkey just turkey ground turkey and chicken and greens and then i had these couple of days where i ate like shit and i just feel i don't want to step on the scale if i'm being honest with you but i feel shitty and it's not just the alcohol i had no alcohol last night i still don't feel right i feel bloated so it's, okay um, let me let me oh, throw some bro science at you because okay. i want to hear this kind of debunk this will help me um so i heard and i do not know where it certainly wasn't dwayne johnson i don't know where i heard it but I heard something in regards to your metabolism and the cheat meal kind of re- kind of surprising your metabolism, if you will, like you've been eating so good and everything's so right. That kind of re- the cheat meal kind of reset again, full on bro science. I have no idea where I heard it. I'm not putting any weight in it. Well, I have been, let's be, let's be real here. I'm asking you because I've been putting some weight in it and I want you to, if, if you're comfortable with it, tell me like, you know, Hey, I don't know. I haven't heard that before or, 
that kind of makes sense. Or again, you've got to be an outlier or it's not going to work for you. Biologically, it doesn't make sense. So let me okay, explain so this. Okay, so it doesn't make sense. Then, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I've seen something like that kind of happen okay. a little bit, but let, I'll explain why. It's yeah. not necessarily related to it being junk food okay. directly. So a lot of the terms that you hear, like metabolism, we'll stick to that yeah. because I, yeah. I, there's a lot of terminology that, that could have a lot of definitions right. in in bio they're they're words that make them sound like there's something tangible in the body but really uh, it's in a phrase for like a, a just a reaction in your body so okay metabolism is not something inside your body metabolism huh. is the way that cells use energy like the rate so it's comparable okay. to like miles per gallon so right. if you have a cell and then you have the nucleus of the cell and all that stuff that's going on in there um whenever you eat something, you are taking in calories. Calories is just a word for a measurement of energy. Right. So your metabolism is how fast you burn that energy or those calories. Uh -huh. So when you're eating junk food, like if you're eating clean and everything like that, you're not taking in as many calories. So it's like, it's really easy to burn through them really, really fast. If yeah. you eat a bunch of junk food, it's a lot higher calories, not as much fiber. So your body's not breaking it down. So you metabolize right. those a little bit slower. They're going to stick to you more. So when it comes to eating junk food to jumpstart your metabolism, right. it's a weird balance, right? So you can't lose weight. Your body needs energy to lose weight. It yes. needs calories to lose weight. So you have to have to some extent, because you're not gonna have energy to work out to lose that weight, your body's right. not gonna function properly. But in junk food to jumpstart your metabolism, it's not necessarily the junk food that's doing it. It's just that sometimes your body's lacking calories. And if you have an abundance of them and you have a few slices of pizza, you might feel better the next day and maybe go work out harder. And then you're gonna be able to lose weight maybe in the long run over, well, not long run, but over the course of one or two weeks faster than if you had just deprived yourself of calories and tried gotcha. to just be burning through yeah, whatever you, you don't have the energy for that workout. Exactly. So I, it's, I was, I was with a long sorry. answer for something simple, really long answer for something simple, but no, yeah, no, that makes sense. And if you think you know me better after my podcast on your, after being on your podcast, you know, long answers are clearly my specialties. So <laughs> I'm not going to have a problem with that. Um, I was actually, uh, I was with someone, I was with a, a woman at one point who did the, um, I think it's called HCG and it was, uh, I'm sure that would, I was sure that would ring a bell, but like it's some, it was droplets and I don't know everything that it was, but I remember like her caloric intake daily was like, fuck man, it was crazy low. Like, yeah, I feel like it was either a thousand or less. Like it was really, and of course I tried to do it. I don't think I, I didn't do the droplets with her, but I did the low caloric intake. We were living together and oh my, cause I felt, you know, I felt bad. I should do it too. And oh my, I was fucking, I wasn't a complete, I'm not here to say I'm a nice person, but I was a complete asshole. <laughs> no energy. Like I had nothing. I was, I was doing everything else normally that I would do and I had no calories. So that makes sense. I, I appreciate you explaining that, you know, as thoroughly as you did because it does make sense. Like it's not really a yes or no answer. It's more of, you know, what you said, it's your caloric intake and how your body is turning or burning or using those, um, those calories. And can you, if you can give me not a ton, but a little more information, a ton is fine. <laughs> I just don't want you to feel obligated. Um, a little more information as far as being, here's my opinion. And then you tell me like, okay, yeah, that's not quite right. But yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, but being an outlier, would that be someone that just kind of has a higher metabolism or just food doesn't really affect them? Bad foods, you know, yeah. calorie foods don't affect them as much. Would that kind of be in this sense your definition of an outlier? 
Yeah, hundred percent. It's like no, it's like you you buy a car and you know if, if you should be putting even if it's not in the manual, you can tell if you should mm -hmm. be putting premium in there, <laughs> yeah. at 87, 89, whatever, right? right? That's that's kind of like the best comparison that I can make. Okay. You you know generally how your body reacts to stuff and like the way your clothes fits, the way you feel when you work out, the the, the when you get on the scale, that's yep. all indicative of of you know what you're doing. So that's a small piece of it that that, that you're honest with sure. yourself about. You know what I mean? but it is really as simple as that. I always say that that's like the first layer that you gotta, you gotta peel back because it's the most apparent one. Yep, that makes sense. Hey, right now, a lot of us, again, no gym and we're even like trying to get access. I think me and you were talking about this or someone else, dumbbells, you can't buy dumbbells. Yeah. You can buy dumbbells, but you can spend a shitload on a whole set <laughs> or maybe you'll get lucky on Craigslist or you can Seriously. wait outside Dick's Sporting Goods for a couple of weeks. So you know, the equipment is tough to come by. The gyms really aren't quite open right now. Um, and you know what is really easy right now is to door dash the shit out of everything because even your local authorities, are, hey, support your local, but door dash is saying, hey, local is free. There's no delivery charge on, okay, great. So I'm just gonna order a fuckload of local pizza. So that makes it easier, right? But at the same time, we're spending more money where to be honest, and again, I am not in the shape I want to be in. I got a ways to go, a long ways to go, but I can tell, you know, the huge difference in my finances when I'm just going to the grocery store and loading up on, you know, chicken and turkey and greens and bananas and shit, fresh, fresh shit. And then, um, you know, the difference between that and then just door dashing all day or just running out and grabbing a pizza, whatever it is. So in this crazy weird uncertain time, I think now is a good time for, it's a weird time because it just makes the most sense to sit on the couch and ride this out. It's so much easier, but it's also a time when we could really work on ourselves. And that's something that I've tried to do. I haven't been fully successful. That's something I've been trying to do. So my question to you is uh, what do we need, whether it's if you want to give us everything or just some of it as far as like food and or equipment or just a routine to whether we're trying to lose weight or whether we're just trying to, ride this out so we can get back to our gyms what do we need to do to stay fit to keep to stay sane <laughs> right now you know while, while a lot of us just don't have what we're used to what we've grown accustomed to you know to walk walk into the gym work out for an hour come home and be fine can't do that now so what, what do we do well i'm gonna i'll come from the perspective first from somebody that like is just very early in their like uh i guess health journey so to yeah. speak, right? Like they're, they're just, they're almost at the beginning, right? Or maybe they're starting Perfect. over, or whatever, right? Starting over is me, so I can't wait to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so we'll go food first. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to get, and this is just me, other people have different opinions, but I think of sure. it um, like rationally in the sense of like, what is going to help you in the long run? Yeah. And I don't think that cold turkey is a good idea for anybody. I think that one of the reasons I say ask yourself if you are an outlier and if you are or aren't to what extent yeah you know what how far in each direction do you go so like maybe you can't have four pieces of pizza because you're going to gain like seven pounds in like a week right some people are, they really are like that you have, you have like yeah. if you have like four or five pieces of pizza there are some people that will gain like seven pounds but if you're not like that maybe you could have two and nothing happens this sounds terrible to say but it's the truth if you could have two pieces of pizza and nothing happens like you're then okay moderation right there right the reason i'm saying that is because i don't think that people should jump cold turkey overnight